I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations with the intention of demystifying, destigmatizing, and desensitizing what really gets talked about behind the closed doors of the therapy room. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Selkin. And we're seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. So join us as we dive into the ways that therapy can be connecting not only to yourself, but also to those around you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. We are so excited to have a conversation with Jim today. Jim wrote in to have one of our laser coaching sessions with us. And uh, Vanessa, what did Jim write in to talk about? He wanted to talk about kind of transitioning, it sounds like, from divorce to singlehood right? Um, how that impacts our relationships, obviously, maybe some of the trauma that came from the divorce, it sounded mm-hmm. like, and, and what you wrote in, Jim, um, and just how to get into a new relationship without being too afraid and closed off. Um, but I'd love to hear your kind of deeper take on what's coming up for you. Yeah, that's exactly correct. So been through a divorce, um, learned about trauma and um, borderline personality, narcissism, which I really didn't know till I got, this is my second marriage. Didn't last very long. Um, so then singlehood, I've, I've been through therapy and, and I've gotten comfortable with myself. And now I'm kind of venturing out into the dating world. And my concern is that I'm enjoying singlehood and not really being kind of flexible or, not my boundaries may be too high or mm. too much. And so that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Like, am I okay? And, you know, I, I don't want to be single forever, but at the same time, I don't want to give up myself like I did before with my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I got to tell you, Jim, um, there's so much of what you're saying that resonates so deeply for me personally. And I think that, you know, um, I work a lot with clients that are sort of in this space after a breakup and, you know, there is a little bit of the, um, recalibration period that we have to go through. Like, who am I now outside of who I have been, how I have defined myself for so long. And there's like this deep space of sort of loving getting to define this for myself that can be a little bit hard to feel like I want to let go of. Right. So, um, I guess I say that just to like normalize how much I hear people like speak almost the exact same words that you're saying, how much I experience a lot of what you're saying. And I think that that, that is a little bit of like the natural progression of what it feels like when, um, you know, you've been in a long-term relationship and it ends, you know? Right. And like, I've gone out on some dates that I knew right out of the shoot that this wasn't going to work, but you know, great credentials, grad degree. We went to the same college, but it just wasn't it. And then um, I've been dating someone and, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it to be done, the date to mm. be done and for her to go so I can be, so I can be by mm. myself. Um, and, and that's where I'm working, you know, and beautiful, beautiful, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to beautiful women. I'm 50 plus. Um, but this, this relationship I'm in now, it's like my, the relationship with my ex-wife was, we were very, um, compatible to a degree. We were intimate a lot, if you know what I'm saying. And then with this one, beautiful, but the intimate, I'm worried about my intimacy going away. It's like, am I going to feel intimacy again, as mm. an example, if you know mm. what I'm saying from a mm -hmm. podcast perspective. <laughs> you can say whatever you want on this podcast. <laughs> I've got the mouth of a truck driver, so we're good. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, there's a couple of things that's coming up for me. One, I want to say, if we're in, still in the space of normalizing, mm. I'm in a long-term committed relationship. And sometimes I still can't wait for him to leave so I can be alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I want to normalize that that feeling um, is okay. And, and, it doesn't mean that something's not compatible if you have that feeling. I'm not saying that this one isn't right or that you don't know that this isn't compatible, but just I say that to say don't use that as your flag um, of whether or not something's compatible. Because I do believe, especially as we get older, we learn more about ourselves, we become more self-aware, um, we enjoy our company more. Mm. There's nothing wrong with also sometimes being like, you know what, I just want to be alone in the, my own company right now. You know, I want to be by myself. I want to do what I want to do. I want to watch TV. I want to cook, whatever. Um, so I want to say that first. Uh, it is interesting to me, this idea of fear of intimacy mm. or like maybe not fear of intimacy, fear of not ever finding that intimacy again. Cause, cause I, I wonder if, are we confusing or maybe you can give us a description of when you say intimacy, are we talking emotional, spiritual intimacy, or are we talking sex intimacy? Because they can be different. Yeah. I'm talking sex yeah. intimacy. Um, like I said, with my ex-wife, it was a daily thing. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty good for 50 years old. And 
this person now is, is looking for that. And mm. like we were together, we did a yoga class and we were together last night. She was ready to go. And I wasn't, and I'm yeah. like, this is not like me. I, I, this is not like normally I would be all let's go. Mm. But mm-hmm. now it's like, no, I'm going to world series was really good. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm in sports, but I'm not a sports guy. Like I watch all every single, I know Danae loves football. We talk about, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not one of those guys. Like I went, yeah. I, I went to college. I watched my college team hmm. and World Series, and that's about it. And a little bit of NBA playoffs, and that's it. But I'm not a sports guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you guys have been sports people, so I have. I don't. And <laughs> and I wild. caught grief. And I caught grief today. Like you know, mm-hmm. what's wrong? You know, we've been together a couple months. You, you know, so you know. I was like, oh, this is great timing to talk to you guys about it. Mm. It's not getting, uh, I'm not where I used to be in that regard. Well, do you see it as a problem? That's the first question that's coming up for me. So let's say she didn't come to you and say, hey, what's going on? It's only been a few months. Did you see it as a problem that you weren't really in the mood? No. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. And it wasn't a fight or anything. She took a shower, went to bed, and it's like mm. I just hung out and I was okay with myself. And no, I didn't. I'm, I'm feeling the pressure to perform, oh. which I'm, I've never had yeah. before. It, okay. it was I was usually the initiator. Not you. No, we. The ex-wife among beyond just the other crazy stuff. Um, you know, we we have a we had a wonderful intimate sexual relationship like I said so I'm worried that that has gone away or dissipated or is it the person you know that's what I'm asking myself Mm. it's so I'm so glad you're bringing this conversation in Jim because I feel like what I talk with a lot of my male clients about is you know just this sort of societal um discrepancy or like idea that like men should always be like game and ready to go and like wanting to have sex and if that is not the case then like one that means i'm not interested in you like that is i think a lot of times how we as women have been conditioned to receive that Mm -hmm. um and then you know like that they they that men are not just as much needing and you know that like emotional intimacy that spiritual intimacy that Vanessa's talking about like if that is not there just as much as it is for us females like that it it may not feel like really great sex right so um i guess i'm curious to know since you were saying in your previous relationship it was like on the daily what was that like for you as you sort of look back on it, having done a lot of inner work now, like what do you feel like your spiritual connection, your um, emotional connection was, right? And like how that might have shifted for you is obviously you've gone through a period of growth and evolution. Yeah, it it, it has shifted. Um, I don't know. It, it it was just a physical connection. Mm-hmm. I could be sitting with her on the so and just it would. Mm-hmm you know, feeling would come upon me and, you know, a beautiful, a beautiful woman. And, uh, and, and now it's gone. And with, with this one, and, you know, we would lead up to it, but like last night, like I said, it was like, get in here and let's go type of thing. And like, maybe 
back in the day, I, I would have been fine. But now doing the inner work and understanding myself better, like yes. I need, I need the warm up to it. I need to have the connection. I've, I guess my spirit has grown like it, the, the physicality is only a small percentage of the overall uh, feeling, I guess. Well, and I wonder if like knowing what you do now, if you as Jim standing here right now were in that relationship with your ex-wife now, I guess what I probably didn't articulate well, what I'm trying to kind of like get into is um, that physical, very highly physical relationship, right? And I'm sure you've heard this before. Sometimes that doesn't mean it's a healthy relationship, right? Sometimes that physical attraction is one component that's very compelled by like unconscious forces, a little bit of trauma bonding, right? Um, and so now, like who you are now, I wonder if it would be the same. Because I want to know, like, what was your connection in other areas? Mm -hmm. Like, like what was well, your compatibility? That, that That's 100% of what I've learned. Um, you know, I didn't know... When I, when I met the ex-wife, you know, trauma and, and narcissism, I, I consider, consider myself pretty educated, pretty read person. I read a lot of books. Um, I didn't know all that existed. And now I do. And I've learned. And, and at the end of the relationship with the ex-wife, it started to wane. And I was like, I'm not going to be sucked in because I think that was part of how she operate, you know, get him sucked into that. We would be good for a couple of weeks and then boom, we would be right back to where we were before with the mm -hmm. fighting, arguing, um, trauma. And I figured out, or I feel I've moved towards understanding the trauma and the trauma bonding and how sex and, and all that interrelates. And I think that's why I'm more of the observer of what's going on and, instead of being sucked into the tide yes. of what's mm. going on. And, and that's what I'm worried about. Like, I don't want to be, the, uh, I want to feel that again and feel the emotion and the beauty of it all. And, and I'm concerned with myself, you know, will I get back there? Mm. In fact, the, the ex-wife reached out last week, wanted me to come over just for a, Put a little a bug in the ear. Yeah, a togetherness. Yeah. Let's watch a scary movie and, and be together. Yeah. Yeah, period. Luckily, she lives 30 miles away. But not luckily. I wouldn't do it. See, that's where I'm at that point now. Like, no, it's yeah. not. A, it's not worth it. B, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it, it's not fighting those forces anymore. It's understanding mm -hmm. what's going on and choosing not to get involved. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. You know, I, I love this, like understanding the forces that are at play. You know, I think that something you said be like really triggered for me, like that sex can be another one of these things that we actually do to disconnect from ourselves. I find so often, you know, I used to work with addicts and people who were in recovery for a really long time. And it was really, really hard to enjoy sex when sex had been something that had been um, just like a really primary way that they connected with their partners. And like all of a sudden, as I am like feeling all the feelings, it's actually really difficult for me to enjoy sex and why is that? And I think that sometimes it's that I was using um, sex as a way to sort of 
you know, the same way we use drugs, right? Like to sort of like not be in with myself. And I think we can do that in relationships. Like, let me just get that dopamine rush. Let me just not feel what is difficult to stay in, in terms of feeling. And so I guess I say all that to say, I think that it's actually such a a grounded, healthy place that you're in, that you're doing the questioning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the truth of what I'm feeling right now? What is the truth of what I'm longing for right now? And um, that I'm, I'm really not willing to not honor the truth of what's coming up for me, right? Like, if I don't feel present with us, if I don't feel really connected, um, I don't want to just, like, drop into sex to sort of, like, get off on a feeling versus, like, um, the depth of the connection, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it's what's coming up for me, too, is there's zero agenda here, Jim, to, like, for you to stay with this this other person or not, right? Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's worthy of the exploration, <clears throat> which is what this conversation seems like is part of. Um, because in my relationship, my current relationship, there was a similar situation in the beginning where this feels different than what I'm used to, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm actually speaking for him. This feels different than what I'm used to. I'm used to the very fiery, passionate, can't keep your hands off each other, um, it was very unhealthy. A lot of his old relationships were very unhealthy uh, with, I would say, very unhealthy women uh, that didn't have a sense of themselves, that didn't have a sense of, no, I'm good over here on my own. You're over there on your own. And we complement each other versus complete each other. Right. Mm. Uh, and it, it was a lot of back and forth in the beginning because I was like, well, look, I'm just not that person. Like I am, I'm not going to play that role in your life. So you have to sit with what's coming up for you. You know, are you so interested in that very, you know, holy shit, we can't keep our hands off each other, obsessive, compulsive thing that you're willing to walk away from this because that's on you to decide, right? Um, lo and behold, here we are years later where it was like, oh, wait, I realize that's not actually real love, that that's not actually real intimacy. Um, but it took a long time of needing to like uncomfortably explore those edges, I think, for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that because, like I said, I don't have an agenda for you to stay with this person or not, but I, I think that you're in a really interesting kind of fertile area where you're able to explore those edges uh, with somebody new. I just, I want to jump in for just a second because I think what you said is really interesting, V, in terms of like what sometimes is driving that right. like energetic, like, you know, need to like constantly. And I think sometimes, and I'm going to speak for me as a woman and my experience as a woman, <laughs> but I think that sometimes that is, I am looking for affirmation of the fact that you still want me, the fact that I am still feeling safe in this relationship mm -hmm. by the performance of sex, right? Like it's mm -hmm. not even necessarily like deep connected sex between us. It's just like, let's have sex. So I know that you still want me. Um, and I don't know if that like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt the need to throw that, that in. Yeah, that that's what it feels like, and and I'm not I'm not willing to go there just mm -hmm. to go there. Right. Well, that's that's great. I mean, really, what you're doing <laughs> is you're putting it back on her mm -hmm. in a way and saying, look, um, if you need to feel comfortable uh, and safe in this relationship, um, you need to figure out a different way to ask me for that reassurance, right? Or mm. to get that reassurance yourself. Um, and I wonder actually what that conversation would sound like. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she spent the night in it like this morning. Th that was the third time you rejected me. And mm. I'm like, you're keeping score on that? Right, like, yeah. And I've read plenty of relationship books and uh, you don't 
keep score like mm. that that is number one you know top thing like this is the third time i'm like i was tired we did yoga i had a couple beers and i'm you know i'm just nothing against you mm -hmm. so I, I i love your insight into like we need to explore other avenues mm. it sounds like yeah yeah i mean i think it's i kind of love the way that vanessa said it that it just because like that there is no like agenda of like whether or not this person is right but i think there's this thing of like once i do a fair amount of work and i'm like in the work and continuing in my own growth then i'm just like sort of asking like you know can you meet me here is this where you're willing to start like are you like do you have the emotional capacity to meet me in this space and really get curious for yourself right like you're keeping score about the number of times we're having sex what's that about for you do you think you know um yeah what does i did it bring mean up for you the whole score the score yeah. thing you know that you rejected you know and what's so funny you know i've moved towards more of the um i have i have spiritual counselors i have a normal therapist normal <laughs> <laughs> i have ther therapists as well and you know she was saying just enjoy the exploration but what's funny this person is like a yoga instructor and life coach mm -hmm. which i find hilarious she's nothing like you guys um <laughs> or, or the tap lab and i'm like this this is one of those i think danae you said at one point you know fire your therapist if it's not working for you. Mm. So it's interesting that she's not utilizing all the things she's talk, talks about. Well, and look, I, you know, I teach the codependency class, obviously. Yes, and, you do. and I say all the time, like that shit still comes up for me on the daily, right? So just because I'm a therapist does not mean that I don't yeah. have my own struggles and that they'll haunt me probably forever, right? I just have the tools to sit back and go, whoa, holy shit, there it is again, right? Which most people don't have. So I, I definitely think as a, my, today and I both are practicing yogis as well, um, sometimes there can be some spiritual bypassing in, in those worlds, right? Which is like love and light, but I don't actually have to go inward and look at like the best right. stuff. Right. And that's all I'm saying is like, yeah. utilize the tools yeah. that you yes. present with other people. Cause I am aware and I've done a lot of therapy and classes and everything else. And, hmm. um, they're, they're not being utilized. I'm excited for you. Actually. Mm -hmm. I know that we're in a place of talking about a little bit of like fear and trepidation, but what's really coming up for me is excitement in the, in the terms of, this other person that you're choosing right now to partner with, um, whether it's for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, who cares? Really, it's about you're actually being presented with kind of an amazing opportunity to sit across from somebody who you have been intimate with and say to this person, here's where I'm at. Here's what I want in my relationship. Here's the kind of hard conversations and things that I want to look at. Are you the person who can do that with me um, and look at yourself and not get defensive and, you know, let's get into the ring and like really work this shit out, roll our sleeves up together um, because you know, that's what you want. You know, that's where you're at. Um, so you have like a whole other set of criteria and tools now to, I don't want to use the word judge, but kind of judge relationships that you didn't have before. Um, and you really get this opportunity to say, Hey, are, are you willing to do this? Mm. That's 100%. That's how I feel now. Like I, I couldn't have said it any better. And yeah. what I'm worried about, <clears throat> like I said, you know, I started off, let's be light. Let's do a dinner, you know, COVID's breaking out, you know, and, and she wanted to go right into the, from zero to 
10. Yeah. And I wanted to stay light, enjoy ourselves. Let's stay here and then grow from there. And I feel that's the way to go. Whereas before I jumped right in, like moved in after three months, she wasn't even divorced from her. That's another boundary. She wasn't even divorced from her ex-husband, you know, jumped right in, no boundaries, drink as much as you want. I'll be here for you. I'll, I'll send love and hopefully you'll grow out of it. And that proved not to be accurate. Yeah. All mm -hmm. the codependent stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you're holding, you're upholding your, like, you're upholding your boundaries. Yeah. Right. Now I know, like, you know, you don't avoid red flags just because you love someone because they're going to end up. Yeah. I think what's mm -hmm. cool to me, Jim, is that we get to this point where, you know, when I get a fair amount of comfort being with myself, it becomes like a superpower because now I know that I really actually love being with myself. I'm not afraid of being with myself. And then I'm sort of choosing relationship, not out of necessity, not out of some sort of deficiency that I feel like I feel, but you know, because like my life is enriched by our partnership and by us being in the mutual space of growth. And if that's not what you're interested in doing with me, that's okay. You know, like it's an invitation to come along with me on this journey that I'm walking. But if that's not where you are with so much love and respect, like carry on and I will carry on as well. But I don't need another person to sort of be okay. Like, I think it's a beautiful thing. And it's a little bit about like, can I just trust that if I continue on my path, that I continue doing this work and this, um, all of the things that you're doing that are enriching your own life, that that partnership will come, you know, that person who's able to meet you there. Okay. And I would say like as in a, from a tangible, like how do you broach it perspective? Cause what's coming up when you're talking today is me thinking to myself, how do we have this conversation with the other person without it feeling like, um, and I'm not saying you were saying this, this is just what's coming up. Like without you saying I'm in this place, I'm so, you know, grounded and aware of myself. I don't need the other person. I don't need you. Um, so what do you feel? How are, how are you taking what I'm saying to you? And the only reason I'm saying that's coming up for me is because I have been told in the past by multiple partners, this idea that I have of, I don't need you. I want you. That can actually be very hurtful. And that's not what you're saying, Danae, but there is this thing of like, I am self-efficient. I am self-assured. Um, so I don't need, quote unquote, need somebody um, can get a little tricky for the other person to hear because it can be a little like, all right, well then fuck off if you don't need me, right? Um, it, it triggers that. So what does that conversation sound like if you were to actually softly go in and say, you know, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm looking for. How do you feel about this? I don't know. Maybe I that's think, rhetorical. I guess sometimes I, I think too, like the person speaking those words does yeah. feel like a little bit of a defense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the this is like my own like personal awareness. Like I don't think it's necessary to state to another person. Like, of course True. we need people. Of course True. I, I need connection. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that would be hurtful to say to someone, I don't need you. Maybe like, that's why I was coming at it when I was younger. <laughs> and I mean, of course, like yeah. with, with an understandable, I understand that. And also like, I think this is more about like my deeper inner knowing of like, I am actually really good here yeah. within my own skin, you know? Well, I kind of did that. Like, I want to stay at a certain level. Let's have fun, enjoy ourselves, that sort of thing. I don't want to go, like I said, all the way to 10 in like two weeks because I've mm. been there, done that. 
And, you know, we didn't talk for like two and a half weeks. And then she came back I'm like, okay, well, I'll try this again. And I don't know, the, the uh, cycles can seem to continue to repeat themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious um, about when you say, I want to stay here. And for people who can't see us, right, we're like putting our hands high, like I want to stay light, I want to stay up here. Um, I would be curious to know kind of what that means for you. Because I think part of what I got from the little tidbit that you wrote in also is like, I'm worried about not being able or wanting to go deeper. Um, and so understanding for yourself, what does that mean when I say, I want to stay here? Because I know that if I was on the receiving end of that, I would be like, be specific. What does that mean? Well, just light and um, like I said, dinners or, you know, going hiking or stand, things like that. And then we will grow the way I perceive it is growth into the intimacy and spiritual connection, not, you know, going from zero to maybe three to maybe five, not zero to 10, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Not like we're exclusive. I need to be okay. a pro priority because okay. I'm talking with my therapist. You know, you need to, Jim, you need to enjoy your um, freedom and you're working within your freedom of within yourself, like Danae said. And mm -hmm. I'm okay with myself where I wasn't before. I felt I needed someone else. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. I just want to grow into it and not just leap off into it if that makes sense grow into it versus what what i'm getting from what you're saying is you want to grow into it rather than feel like you've been drug into it yes <laughs> well, it almost yes. feels a little bit like or, you're like you're being thrown into something almost against your will yeah <laughs> i i don't want to leap off the edge yeah you know yeah. i want to climb climb the mountain not fall off the mountain so to speak <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's so understandable, especially if I've experienced enmeshment. Like I resonate yeah, yeah. so much with that feeling of like, I don't want to do enmeshment again. I like really need to sort of be grounded in the space of self, capital yeah. S self. And so I think you get to trust your pace. You get to trust yeah. your intuition here, right? And if like slow and steady feels right for me, 100%, that's where I am in my boundary. My sort of work becomes around like, holding my ground on that, right? Like actually not interested in like supercharged, like let's get this done and couple up. Like I am, I'm doing me. I'm, I'm happy to like explore like what could grow, but we don't need to jump into something that's deeply enmeshed immediately. And I would say to build on that, what's, I would also just be clear with that other person, what that means every step of the way. So, because I know that I'm, I'm a very linear person. I'm super logical. It can kind of be almost like a negative sometimes for me. And I need to hear things very specifically. So when you're talking to me as my partner, don't, don't be all metaphorical. That's why I was like, what does this mean? What does this mean light? Right? Cause if I was on the receiving end of that, I'd be like, be specific with me. What the hell are you talking Whereas about? Whereas Jim and I are like, what, what do you mean? It means what it means. Like, right, yeah. right. And yeah. so I guess I'm just like, my suggestion would be, it's you a, have light or heavy, you know? Right. And I'm like, what the fuck does light or heavy mean, right? Like, I mean, you get to the heavy by going through the hard conversations, mm. by having these intimate conversations. Right. Part of it. And so I guess my only suggestion would be, um, because it is actually an exercise for you, it's not just for her to hear, um, 
try to challenge yourself to actually be a little bit more specific about what you want and what you need at every step of the way, every step of this journey. Because I do feel like it can kind of be selling yourself short and actually can also be a little crazy making when you use very broad statements like, I just want to keep it light. Because my first reaction is that mm, that just feels a little bit like intimacy avoidance. Like, I just want it to be light. Let's just have dinner. Okay. But what are we doing here? We're having sex. We're seeing each other multiple times a week. If you don't want that, that's totally cool. But let's just be very clear about what I want and what I don't want. Does that make sense? Well, can I do a yes and? Yeah. And this might be me projecting a little bit. But I also think that some of that does get sort of thrown to the other person. Like, if this isn't, you know, clear enough for me, if I want some more, then that is their work to sort of like own like... This, that's not where I am. Like, I totally. want a deeper sense of, you know, this is where we are and this is where we're going. And yeah. if that's not where you are, you still get to hold that. And then that person gets to decide right. that's not I where agree. I am. That's not what I want. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> you're sitting, you're sitting with it. You're, I can see it like kind of percolating. Jim's like, there's a lot of female energy <laughs> coming at yeah. me. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, I, I really appreciate you bringing this to the table because I think it's important that we um, put words to the male experience too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that it's kind of what Danae talked about earlier. You know, it's like it's, we have put this societal kind of label or pressure on men to be hypersexualized all the time. And if they don't want it, then what does that mean? And, um, I think it's important for us to know that like, it doesn't matter what, what you identify as, like we all have nuance and we're all on this journey to explore. And as we explore and uncover different things come up, um, and can you as my partner be in that process with me? Um, and if you can't, that's totally cool you know, but it's a choice that you're making. So interesting as you say that, V. I'm so struck by like some of our work, I think as women in relationship with men is to sort of like, you know, grow up a little bit in yeah. our evolution to like, this is like a, a new type of man. Like yeah. this is like yeah. an evolved man that we are now attempting to be in relationship with. And that means that I need to take care of my own feelings. That means that I need to tend to myself and do my own work a little bit, right? Because right. I can't just sort of expect that my man's going to be disconnected and um, uh, hypersexual not... all the time. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, thank you, Jim. What yeah. an amazing we, we, we conversation. Thank you all. Yeah. Will you Thank keep us posted? You. Let us know how. I'm just curious, yeah. like, how do the conversations go? How does she <laughs> right. take them? Like, because now I'm putting myself on the other shoe, you know, putting my um, other side and just wondering how it's going to go. So keep us posted. All yeah. right. We'll do it. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Vanessa S. Bennett and at Danae Logan Selkin. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.